You are listening to episode number 86 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, how to bust imposter syndrome while teaching reading with Aja McNair. Do you ever feel imposter syndrome about teaching reading? Worried you can't keep up with the latest science of reading research, frustrated kids aren't getting it, or just otherwise not feeling confident? We're going over strategies that will help you on today's episode. Welcome to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. I'm Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher and current homeschool mom. And even though I've been a resource creator since 2014, I've realized that printables alone aren't all you need in order to thrive as a teacher or homeschool parent. That's why I also created this show and got certified as a life coach to help you finally kick burnout to the curb and feel confident with whatever challenges come your way. With the right mindset strategies and new teaching inspiration, you're going to be well on your way to your best teacher life. Now let's go. so thankful for you for being here today as a podcast listener. And I've said this before, but I want to say it again because I love that I'm able to keep doing this because amazing people like you are listening to me. It just wows me every day. And I appreciate you listening and your feedback and connecting with you. And I wanted to read a review that one of our amazing listeners left recently that just totally made my day. And this was Amanda Scott from Georgia. And she called her review first time ever leaving a podcast review, which, wow, I just love that you were willing to leave this review for the first time. Thank you so much, Amanda. She said, been absolutely loving this podcast. I totally connect as a wife, teacher, and mom of four who has both homeschooled and taught in the elementary classroom for 13 years. So glad I found this gem and I hope others check out the rich content and tips for themselves. Kelsey and her podcast guests have encouraged, taught, and supported me along this journey of education. We all know it can be a wild and bumpy ride as an educator, but listening in here, I know I'm not alone. It has been refreshing connecting with a new friend and listening to a wide variety of topics. I'm impressed with the depth of knowledge and usefulness of the content discussed to keep me fueled up for the journey. I love it here. Keep the greatness coming. Thank you so much, Amanda. And if you're listening and you agree with her and you haven't left a review yet, I would love if you took just a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to podcasters. It helps other listeners know if it's a show for them. And if you email a screenshot, of your review to our email, hello at wifeteachermommy.com. We'll even send you something to make that couple minutes that you took to leave a review well more than worth your time. Okay, so for today, I had an awesome conversation with Aja McNair recently on her YouTube channel called Everything Aja. And we talked all about building confidence in reading, imposter syndrome while teaching reading. And I just thought it was such an incredible conversation that as soon as we finished talking, I was like, can I air this on my show too? Because I really think that 
my listeners would want to hear this as well. So I'm really excited to share this with you today. Now, if you want to watch the video version, I will link to the YouTube video on her channel so you can watch us talk, which is fun to be able to see our facial expressions, etc. One day I would love to do a YouTube channel as well, but you know, all things in their own time, right? So today, this is an awesome conversation about building confidence in ourselves as reading teachers. So often we talk about helping our kids to be confident readers, and we talk about that too, but today we're talking about how you can become more confident at teaching reading. And before we dive in, I just want to tell you a little bit about Aja. She's one of our amazing Educate and Rejuvenate presenters. Her session is called The Real Secret to Teaching Reading Without Ever Being Overwhelmed. I mean, I think a lot of us need that, right? So be sure if you are attending Educate and Rejuvenate, make sure that you check out her session. And also be sure to follow her YouTube and Instagram as well at Everything Asia or go to her website, Everything Asia, that's everythingaja.com. You will just love her. She is great, as you will see in today's interview. Okay, let's get to that. fun people welcome 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 to our chatted up live you know we always do chatted up saturday but we have a very special guest today so i'm so excited to welcome you to our chat it up live today we're gonna have a wonderful Co look, I want to say co-host, but yes, <laughs> um, Kelsey, as she teaches us how to gain confidence teaching, I just did a poll right here on YouTube, and so many of you guys voted that you are so ready that the school year is over because this year has been rough. So I'm so excited to have her on today as she shows us exactly how to gain our confidence so that we can literally teach with ease as we enter into the next school year. And those that are teaching summer school, grab all the tips that you can um, so that you can implement them this summer. Um, I'm so excited to introduce the CEO and owner, founder of a wife teacher mommy, Kelsey. Let me not just pump her up. Let me let her tell you a little bit about herself. So Hello, hello, welcome. Oh, I'm so excited welcome. to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So excited to have you on here. I know I've been following you for years, so this is Aww. definitely a dream come true. so sweet. <laughs> well, tell us just a little bit about yourself, your educational journey and background. Um, I know you started off with, with subbing, so tell them a little bit about yeah. your background for those that don't know you and know, you know, your wonderful sub binder and everything else. <laughs> okay. Well, I started, I actually started with like, you know, so I went, I got my teaching degree. I taught in third grade, but then when I had my oldest, I wanted to stay home with him and have a little bit more flexibility. Um, and I thought that was just temporary. I'm like, I'll just sub for a little bit and then I'll go back full time to the classroom. That was my initial plan. But I was subbing for a few years. And then as I was doing that, I realized that, you know, I've been on the teacher side. So I knew like, you know, writing sub plans is like a big old deal. Right. But coming in as a sub was seeing the other perspective. And there were times where I was like, oh, like, how is this going to last me the whole day or whatever? But I knew that the like teacher, they shouldn't have even had to like do that to begin with, right? So <laughs> I started making some sub plans and putting them on TPT. I didn't think much would come of it, but I'm like, ah, I can bring it with me and then have something to do, you know, as well. So I did that. And then teachers and subs loved it, I think, because I'd been on both sides of it and could understand that. I think that helped a lot. 
So those kind of took off on TPT and people kept being like, can you make more? I was like, oh, I don't want to. Like no one wants to make sub plans, right? <laughs> so I was basically doing the job that nobody wanted to do, making those sub plans. So I we kept doing that for a few years. It took a while to get a full week of like ready to go. Like, cause this is like original content creation, right? Creating that for pre-K through sixth. And over a few years we got that created. And then later we added digital, we upgraded them. We made them meet more standards and everything. So lots of fun. That's how I started out. But then um, in 2019 decided to homeschool my oldest. I actually kind of had a hard time with the decision. I was like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Maybe I want to send them to school. Technically they go to a charter where it's like kind of some school, some homeschool, which is a nice mix. Yes. Um, but it ended up being very glad we did that because th this was, you know, the 2019, 2020 school year. And then our routine didn't get thrown off when COVID happened. And so that ended up being really nice because then I had to like kind of change things, make sure we were meeting what teachers needed then because they no longer needed sub plans, right? They needed so much more. So we made like home learning packets. And I was kind of like, how do I bring the parents into my community? It was kind of like as I became a homeschool parent, I was like, I want to bring the homeschool moms too. They also need help. And then COVID was kind of a natural thing because we started making home learning packets and the parents were like, we need help too, you know? <laughs> right. That kind of naturally brought the parents into our circle as well while keeping the teachers. So kind of then my next step was like, you know, homeschooling. And then we launched a membership and I was kind of like, okay, we're going to put all our resources in there. And along with that, I'm like, we're going to do an event for our members. Like that, that like when we launched the membership in September, 2021, I was like, yeah, we're going to do an event. I had no idea how to do an event, like <laughs> no clue at all. So I was just like, yeah, we're going to do an event and we're just going to call it Wife Teacher Mommy Live for now. Like it didn't even have a name yet. And then January rolled around. I'm like, okay, we need to start figuring this out. We need to like figure out what this event is going to be. And originally, like I said, I thought it would be just for our members. But then I'm like, well, what if we invite everybody? What if we just like make this where anybody can come purchase a ticket to this event? So we did that. We eventually came up with the name Educate and Rejuvenate, put together an incredible speaker lineup. And it was a huge success. We had over 3,000, actually exactly 3,334 tickets sold last year. And it was really fun. We had so much fun at this event. We had a great speaker lineup. We had amazing keynotes. Um, the Facebook group was like this hub of like all these teachers, like, helping each other, like commenting and everything. It wasn't just like us talking to them, but it was like, you know, we had like a post for each speaker where they could like interact with the speakers. We had different lives going on. It was just such a great time. So yeah, that's kind of my background. I kind of talked a little way too long, but no, yeah, you are good. You are good. Look, I learned a little bit because when I found you is when like the sub binder got, was blown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I you had a little bit of teacher background, but you started off teaching and then I love it. I can even relate to um, a little bit of my story because you've been in the different roles, like uh, mom, sub, teacher, because I used to sub too. And hey, so I, I saw myself in your story. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I guess that I didn't mention too is even after that, like I decided to certify as a life coach because I'm like, oh, teachers, they need more than just printables, more than just like free downloads and everything. We need like true support. Like at this event, like I saw like, you know, because I had a coach who came into our membership. I hired a coach who would come in, Chrissy Nichols. She's still part of our community, but I'm like, yeah, I need to do it too. So I certified. And so now we offer that support as well. So we bring that into the event too. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it fits the whole, the whole thing, you know, educate yeah. and rejuvenate, like the place yeah. where teachers can come and relax and, and really get um, poured into as far as like all aspects, not just 
the education side. So what has been some of the biggest challenges, or I guess I should say most common challenges that you have seen in dealing with teachers and parents when it comes to um, teaching in general, but also teaching reading? And what are some strategies or techniques that you would, you know, tell the people um, to, in order to boost their confidence when it comes to teaching? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the confidence is a big part of it. And I think a lot of what I've seen lately is that teachers being frustrated with what was working no longer working now. Um, so like what was maybe working pre-pandemic, I feel like there have been a lot of changes since the pandemic. So mm -hmm. it looks like we have a homeschool watcher. Love that. I love helping the homeschool mamas and the teachers. Um but yeah, that's kind of what I've seen is they're kind of frustrated with that. And what happens is a lot of times when we feel frustrated, what I've seen when I'm like coaching like my members or just when I was doing a lot of coaching during my certification, mm -hmm. what I have seen is that when we get frustrated, like we're feeling frustrated about it, we think like, oh, these kids just aren't getting it or whatever. We're not getting into that place of curiosity where we're like, oh, what is actually going on? Why aren't they getting it? We're just mm -hmm. frustrated that they aren't getting it. We might be trying the same thing or coming at it from like this angle of just like, oh, like what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think what I've been able to kind of help our members in my role, like as a coach is like, okay, let's get curious about this. Let's find out what is really going on. Let's oh, also goodness. to open ourselves up to new information. Like there's been a lot of great new strategies that have come out. Like there's the science of reading that we've all been diving into, right? That you talk about. And a lot of teachers are just so like, well, I've always done it this way. This is what I need to do. I don't want, it's too hard to try to do things a new way. But sometimes it's like, what if this new way actually helps? You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. your mindset first, before you can shift the methods, you need to shift and be willing to learn and grow as a teacher and an educator as well. So, I mean, that was kind of roundabout, like a lot of stuff, but yeah. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yes. I love because you hit a few, a few main points. Teaching now is not the same that it was teaching two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. Um, even like as a mom, my daughter, because I do the same, very similar to what you were just talking about. I always say I'm a working homeschool mom. <laughs> Because I work on my business, you know, helping teachers and parents. And then as soon as she goes to school and then she comes home and we learn even more. And um, my mom used to make jokes about it. She was like, what kid wants to go to school and then come home and learn? <laughs> I built that environment. Yeah. fun. We're Saturday morning. She's like, mommy, is it time to learn? Like, she's excited. Oh, so, um, but you're right. Like, I've even seen like the things that she has come home with. I'm like, this is different. This is totally different, especially on the parent end. So I'm with you. Teaching now is not the same as it was two, three years ago at all. At all. Yeah. <laughs> so how important is it to have that self-belief and self-mindset because it's so different and because so many, you know, parents and teachers struggle with that learning, you know, that learning curve of mm -hmm. learning, you know, the science of reading and all the new techniques and so forth that's out there. Um, so how important is mindset and, you know, self-belief and self-confidence? Oh, it's like the most important thing. Like I mentioned, if you can't get your mindset into a place where you're even willing to accept new information or to be willing to try it, if you're just feeling too overwhelmed by it, I feel like the mindset needs to come first. And But the thing is, you can't just automatically necessarily go right to confidence. You could have like self-confidence in yourself and your own, like, I know I can figure it out, but you probably don't have confidence in your actual capabilities if you haven't done something yet. And that's okay. 
there's a method I learned recently from Dan Sullivan, who I really love. Um, he's from, he owns the company called Strategic Coach. I'm, I listen to all the coaches out there. <laughs> but he has this thing called the four C's. And confidence is actually the last one. And first is just commitment. Like I'm committing to trying this out. I'm committing that I can learn and I can do this. And then after commitment comes courage. So you have the courage to follow through with that commitment. And then from that, you have capability or building that capability. And then you feel confident about it. So really, it's first just making that commitment. You don't need to jump right to, I am so good at this. I've got this and everything. Like you can think that if you, if it's believable to you, like some people might be like, oh yeah, I've totally got this. Like I have that full self-confidence. I can jump right to there. Like if you're really well-practiced in the feeling of confidence in other areas, you might be able to like borrow that feeling and put it on for teaching reading. But if not, these four C's are what will really help you to get there. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Look, I'm gonna have to check him out as well. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. I, I reference him a lot. The other thing that um, he teaches that I love is a concept called the gap and the gain, which is all along the way you're looking at your gains. You're comparing yourself to where you used to be. So like maybe you're looking instead of looking mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't know everything about the science of reading yet. And I have still been doing things this way or whatever. Instead of like being like, I'm here and I need to get all the way over there. Like, yeah, maybe you do want to get over there, but also look like maybe a few years ago, you weren't even teaching yet or whatever, or, you know, you weren't confident in something else or whatever. And you can kind of see, wow, look how far I've come. And if I've come this far, then I can get over there too. It's just kind of reframing your perspective to build that belief in yourself and your gains. Yes. And looking at your gains every day, you can even be like, today, I'm going to listen to a podcast about the science of reading or whatever check, I learned a little bit, you know, or I'm going to read a chapter in a book about it, or I'm going to, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to like eat the whole elephant all at once, you know. Mm, that's a really good one, especially since so many, especially teachers are now doing that shift. Um, <laughs> and it's crazy because I teach my clients, I call them wind journals. And yeah. so like, as soon as they start working with me, everybody that's a teacher by the time in the chat box, like y'all know we have a wind journal. And yeah, then yeah. I teach them to just keep writing those wins because there's going to be those days where you want to quit. There's going to be those days where you're like, oh, no, they're not getting it. You just go to your wind journal and you're like, oh, OK. And you start to see, you know, see those moments. Um, but I like how you said even almost like having a wind journal for yourself, like, OK, I learned a little bit about today. Um, and that way, it's not just so focused on, you know, the, the child or the children. But, you know, you have that internal growth and that's that self growth, because um, I know, like, a lot of people deal with the confidence I see down below in the chat box. Um, she said she struggles with confidence. Um, and not sure if she even wants to homeschool, just taking it one day at a time um yeah, and that's the way to do it one day at a time and it just starts with like i said that commitment like maybe you're not feeling that confidence yet but you're committing if you're committing to it but and like mm -hmm. you said i'm not sure i want to homeschool and you know that's totally up to you there's nothing wrong with either option whatever you decide to do mm -hmm. but once you do that you think i'm just gonna start with commitment i'm going to commit to this i don't necessarily feel confident in it yet i'm going to commit and then you can have the courage and capability and then confidence Yes, yes, yes. And and I just also want to piggyback. She also said she's not sure exactly how to teach your daughter how to read. I think taking what Kelsey is saying, that one day at a time, just continuously uh -huh. learning 
little bit by little bit um, because you're right. If you look at the entire picture, it can seem like it's too big to to wow. do. And that often, you know, leads into like imposter syndrome and feeling like you're you're not equipped. But in actuality, you are you are fully equipped <laughs> to exactly. do it. And the fact, what I like to tell homeschool parents too, because I mean, like I said, I had a hard time deciding on that too. And I'm a licensed teacher. And I feel like whether or not you are, you are capable of homeschooling your kids. Because think about it, like teachers, we have like, you know, because I've been both with like 30 kids in a classroom. And if you are a mom able to work one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two or three, depending on how many kids you have, one-on-ten, whatever, however many children you have. <laughs> um, like you just have more of that one-on-one -on -one attention and you get to be with them all day and homeschool doesn't necessarily need to look like public school. It looks different. You get to tailor it to your child and there are benefits either way. Like, so just know whatever you decide, your child is going to get an education and whether it's from you, it'll be amazing. And if it's from their teachers, it'll be amazing. So, and the other thing is any decision you make doesn't have to be permanent either. You can try homeschooling. And if you're like, this is not for me, you can send them to school or if you send them to school and you're like, you know what? I think I want to homeschool them now. You can do that too. So <laughs> Yes, because yeah. yes. like I said, for me, I just created what was best for me for me now as well. So, yes, yeah, a little bit of a tangent, but we will also be sharing about um, educate and rejuvenate, which is where we there are tons of sessions about how to teach your kids how to read, which we'll get into. I'm so excited about that. Um, <laughs> I'll be one of those. I'll be one of those. Yeah, you are. I'm so excited. <laughs> So how can teachers and parents create that positive supporting learning environment that will encourage not only them to be confident, but also their children to be confident when it comes to reading? Yeah. So when they're teaching their kids to be confident, one thing I like to do is to help let kids have some like choices in their reading because they feel like when they have that choice, they kind of feel more empowered to start which again is that commitment to starting something and trying it out. And what I found helpful, like with my kids, so I'm homeschooling and um, one of my kids is just like, I don't want to read chapter books. It doesn't have pictures, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just like, okay, well, how about we go and we find one together. We're going to look through all the books and we're going to find one that looks good to you that you're going to love and just figuring out with the kids, like what's going to work for them. I don't know if that completely answered your question, but I feel like finding having choices in their reading helps a whole lot. And absolutely like, and that, like to piggyback on that, like that, that also helps like, not only like their problem solving skills. You yeah. know? Oh, absolutely. And the other thing is of course, differentiation. So this is kind of talking to like the public school teachers who might be mm -hmm. listening, but when you are differentiating your instruction, and you need to meet all these kids. It's just kind of nice to keep that in mind. Like, okay, this is where this kid is at. And this is actually for at home too, because like I try to like do things together with like my first and my third grader. So whether you're homeschooling or you're teaching, you might have kids at different levels that you're teaching. And just keeping that in mind and finding texts that are appropriate for those kids is very helpful. Because then if you find something that they're confident in, like, oh, this is at their level, they can read it. That's going to be better than like trying to give them something that maybe isn't right for them at that time. And if they might not feel as much confidence if they're frustrated because they're just thinking like, oh, I can't read this, you know. 
Hey teachers, if you are always on the hunt for engaging math games, purposeful practice, and ways to motivate your students so they can actually enjoy math, you will definitely want to check out digitalmathgames.com. This site offers a growing library of online ad-free games for kids in grades three through six that are self-checking so there's no prep or grading for you. If you are excited about the possibilities, head on over to digitalmathgames.com to get started with a 14-day free trial. That's right, you and your students can test it out for free for two weeks. Just go to digitalmathgames.com to get started. I'm Angela Watson, creator of the 40-Hour Teacher Workweek program. We're kicking off the next cohort of 40-Hour this summer, and I want you to join us. Over 55,000 K-12 educators have already used the 40-Hour program to maximize their contractual hours and stop working endlessly on nights and weekends. Visit 40htw.com to learn more, including how to attend our free online summit on July 9th and 10th, where you can learn time-saving tips from other classroom teachers. That's 40htw.com. Yes, I know you said you've had, you know, a classroom full of 30. So with all of those children, I love how you said, you know, give them books on, you know, on their level that will help build confidence. You've also yeah. said allow them to have choices. Is there anything else that you do to kind of like amp up their individual needs when it comes to like having, because we do have a lot of, like you said, public school teachers yeah. that have 25 to 28 children. Yeah, that is actually, so that's part of the reason why my sister and I, we took on this huge project and we created these reading passages that are like crazy leveled all the way pre-K through sixth grade. so that like people could pull like for their level and have them available for their students. So like all the kids be reading about the same thing, but it's like at their level. So they can still have like group discussions. We even tried to keep the questions as similar as possible, but yet they're reading at their level. So that was one thing that a lot of our like members and customers have found really helpful is like, it doesn't have to be our passages, but just finding things that like are still like you could be together as a class, even when it's differentiated, or at least like the other thing you could do is like divide into groups as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So when are your passages like the same passage? They're just on different. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So there's one like called icy animals and it's like, you know, about like, animals and this is like in the January ones or whatever and there's like a kindergarten version all the way obviously they're like a completely different passage by the time you get from kindergarten to sixth grade but if you're using the ones that are closer together like say you teach third grade and you're using like the second grade the third and within each grade there's three levels so it's like it's like crazy different like it was a long project but (laughs) you're like I just remember all the words It was pretty crazy. <laughs> but like that allows the children to be able to have those those tough conversations and just be able to yeah. respond and talk um, beyond just the, the few people in their group. Like you can't like you say, you can have an entire class discussion on it, um, even though they were all reading different passages. And then that kind of takes the pressure away from, you know, well, what level are you in? What group are you in? Because they're all kind of reading the same passage. Yeah. Well, then it goes. 
the like the focus now is directed to the actual text. So I love that. And look, that does help build the confidence because nobody's wondering if you're on the kindergarten level. Because um, I know my fifth grade, in my fifth grade classroom, the story I tell everybody, a lot of my children were literally on kindergarten, first grade level. Oh, yeah. So if I had something like that, um, that could definitely help their confidence. Um, I tried, look, I tried to do groups as much as possible, <laughs> but that would allow us to have, you know, class discussion. So I like, I like, I like. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I find helpful too, and this is actually part of what we do with that. On every passage, we have a question that activates their background knowledge before. And I feel like that's a big thing because when you kind of activate that before they read, it's like they kind of have some context going into it. So it's not just like, here you go. You have no idea what you're going to read about, you know, it's kind of in the right frame of mind. Yes, yes, yes. So um, look, shifting gears just a little bit. I know we talked earlier about the big change in education. I mean, um, between going from balanced literacy to science of reading, which I know yeah. I've done a ton of <laughs> videos yeah. on, um, but that does create a lot of different, um, you know, learning gaps, so to speak. And so with that, I feel like there's two things that are, that I kind of want to piggyback off of. Um, one is self-doubt, imposter syndrome becoming yeah. um, a thing. And, and for those that don't know what imposter syndrome is, that's just literally when you feel like, like, for example, um, I, I can honestly admit when I jumped out and started, I quit teaching and started my own business, I had, and I still struggle with imposter syndrome extremely <laughs> because wow. it's like, wait, I've never done this. And when you do something that you've never done before, um, sometimes it feels like you're, you're not equipped. Even yeah. when you are equipped, it just feels like you're not equipped. Um, and so when it comes to, you know, imposter syndrome, how big is the role of professional development um, when it comes to actually sustaining confidence as a reading teacher or a reading parent? Yes, I thought this is such an important question. And I really think that a lot of times it's because there is so much out there for like us teaching our kids about growth mindset. Like, oh, you, you children, you can, you know, improve your mindset and grow and everything. But there's not as much for the grownups. It's like they think we figured it out because we're grown up. And that's just frankly not true at all. <laughs> like we need it just as much, if not more, than children now that we are grown up. We're like, we get this like imposter syndrome. And I think a lot of that is like, what is imposter syndrome? Like when you kind of define that, it's like, you know, when you have feelings and everything, but where does that come from? And what I like to teach like my clients and like my members and what we'll talk about at Educate and Rejuvenate too, is what causes our feelings. It's not like the circumstance of, oh, for you, like I'm starting a business. I've never done that before. It's what you think about it. Because if you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to rock this or, oh, this is going to be fun or this is going to be interesting. You're going to feel something different than like imposter syndrome. You're going to feel like excited or curious yeah. or else so it's what we think about it is that's what's driving those feelings and there's nothing wrong with that like our brain serves us like how many thoughts a day like a zillion right i don't know the exact number it's like fifty thousand or something like that. Right. and a lot of those are completely like unconscious thinking like it's just what our brain offers us and then we just believe it without even thinking about it and we just go with it and so a lot of times what happens is when you start feeling anxious or you start feeling imposter syndrome you notice it 
that's like the first step, like, oh, I am feeling imposter syndrome right now. And then you can kind of step back and be like, why am I feeling this? What am I thinking about what's going on that is causing me to feel this way? And you can kind of dive in there a little bit. And I'm going to be teaching about this at Educate and Rejuvenate too. So, um, but it's kind of getting in there and figuring out like, why am I thinking and feeling this way? And realizing that it is something that is just inside you and other people likely aren't thinking this about you. They're just like, oh, wow, you're doing this amazing thing or you're a teacher. Wow, I could never do that or whatever. You know, they just nobody else is thinking the things about you that you think they might be thinking, honestly. And if they are, that's none of your business either. Like, it doesn't matter what they think. They could think terrible things, even if you were feeling confident. So what good does it do for us to worry about what they're thinking? What matters most is what we're thinking about us. So I think our own mindset and figuring that out is really important. And I really think there aren't enough resources out there for this. It's like, I actually recently signed a book contract. Actually, I'm really excited about that with Teacher Goals Publishing. And I'm writing a book about mindset for teachers. And as I was looking into this, it's like mindset and I'm looking into it. And most of them are like, oh, how to teach your kids growth mindset. Not how do you have it? It's all about helping the kids. But I think it really starts with grownups. Like we need to have it. We need to know how to do it so we can model it and then help the kids do it. But it, it starts with us. I love that, girl. Let us know <laughs> when you get that. Like, so you said, I'll say the congrats on the book contract down below. I'm like, yes, like I've never even, like as one, because I, I, I don't know how much you know of my story, but I've been an administrator for over five years That's and awesome. we teach growth mindset to teachers. We have, I mean, to students. I'm, I'm not tell you, we have never thought about it on the teacher level, like yeah. ever. Nobody does. <laughs> It's hardly out there. Like there are a couple books, like a few that touch on this, but like growth mindset for kids all over the place and they do need it. And it's so important, but so do the grownups. So right. grownups are helping the kids. <laughs> Cause it's almost like a domino effect. Yeah. Like um, if the teacher, you know, or the adult or the mom or, you know, whomever, cause I know we have so many different backgrounds on here. Um, as soon as you gain that, that growth mindset, it will automatically transfer into the child that they'll see, you know, you, and then they'll like literally replicate you. And I love yeah. that girl. I love that. Is <laughs> that <laughs> facts? We need it. So yes, I love that. It's a perfect way to get over imposter syndrome. Um, and so in that, like, um, I know at educate and rejuvenate, there's going to be plenty of professional development to help, you know, help get over that and um, really combat that. Can you share any personal experiences or success stories from your own career, either as a teacher or, or a sub or a mom that highlight the transformative power of confident teaching when it comes to reading? Yeah, so I had a student when I was teaching third grade who really just had a hard time wanting to read. So the thing that was a big win was when I was like, okay, what can we do? I kind of got curious instead of frustrated, right? That's the big thing I talk about. I'm like, okay, what can I do that will make him feel like, I mean, obviously we can't make them feel anything, but how, what can we do to encourage him to just feel a little more excited about it? So what I did is I, you know, just got to know him on a bit more personal level. I was like, what are you interested in and everything? And so then we were able to, when we were doing our animals and habitats unit, because I was teaching third grade, which is a thing here in Utah, when you teach third grade animals and habitats. And 
found out he really loved, I can't even remember now what animal it was, but there was one he really loved. And I made sure I'm like, okay, he's getting assigned that habitat so he can research that animal. And he was thrilled. So every day he would be like, when do we get to do our animal journals? When do we get to read more about? I can't even remember what animal it was at this point. All I remember is it was like, he was suddenly excited because we found what he was interested in. And that's why I'm so like, figuring out their interests. Like, even if you are in a classroom with a bunch of students, like if you have ones who are struggling particularly, like that was a big class, but I was able to identify what that student needed and figure out how to help him. So mm -hmm. that, that was a big light bulb moment. That was awesome for me, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I, I like how you literally took his interest and made a whole assignment from it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just luckily kind of tied in because animal was part of the curriculum. But I'm like, okay, how can we like work that in? You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I had a, a similar child, but I his interest girl was comedy. Oh yeah, comedy. Um, and so the only way I could work it in was if you allow me because he didn't know how to read at all. I mean, he had been. Um, held back twice and I'm teaching fifth grade at this point. Um, and so he was like 12, 13, um, mm -hmm. but reading on the kindergarten reading level. Oh goodness. And loved to, I mean, girl, he stole his teacher's car like the year prior, prior to coming oh, wow. to me. I mean, like had a troublesome background. Um, and then I was like, look, I'm not listening to anything that the other teachers are saying. Cause he would tell me all the stories. Yeah, and, uh, of course, I already knew. Um, and then I was like, look, I will be the one to teach you how to read. <laughs> um, and I, in, in that, I started doing like teach and learns, like lunch mm -hmm. and learns where yeah. nobody was in the classroom. And so that allowed me to at least figure out what he liked. And his was comedy. So the only way I could like piggyback off of that was during dismissal. He would get to tell the class a joke every day. <laughs> See, look at you. This is amazing. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, like, anytime he had a good day, <laughs> he would be like, I, I get my joke, right? Yes, yes. Um, I would love to know what he's doing now because I know he is on somebody's stage. He was really funny. Super funny, too. Super funny. But um, so I like that, like, to make it, you know, I think with any parent and teacher out there, especially when you're dealing with children that are struggling readers mm -hmm. um, and they often do lack confidence. Um, yeah. And when you're dealing with them, you have to almost piggyback on something that they like. You have to really get their buy-in. And the quickest way to do that is finding out something that they like. So in that you personal know, connection. Yeah. So right. like you're, not, you're like someone who they actually want to work with, you know, Yes, 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 yes. Um, that relationship that that yeah. almost goes back to classroom community, <laughs> building that relationship. Um, yeah. So with building relationships, you know, reading and combating confidence. Um, are there any specific resources or tools that you recommend for teachers and parents in order to enhance their confidence when it comes to teaching reading? I would say educate and rejuvenate <laughs> because one there are a few reasons. One is obviously, as I mentioned, I love coaching. I love mindset coaching. And you're going to get that at Educate and Rejuvenate because a lot, it starts with the mindset, how you're thinking about it, feeling that you are able to do this and, you know, not being stuck in the, oh, what do I do? You know, so the mindset coaching, but also we have the content for you too. So if you're like, what do I do? How do I teach this? How do I teach reading? What do I do here? We have tons of sessions on reading 
You have one, for example, the real secret to teaching reading without ever being overwhelmed. Like, I mean, that alone, this session is worth the cost of admission. But then we also have like from Ashley Rives, we had three mistakes to avoid three mistakes to avoid to rock early literacy from Sierra Harris. We have maximizing comprehension through reading strategies from DD Wills. We have not your mother's reading science of reading instruction. Amy Nielsen is presenting on reading. I somehow missed actually getting her title, but she's also presenting about reading. Um, Christina um, from Sweet for Kindergarten is teaching about simplifying reading with a multi-sensory approach. And then Shannon and Mary from the Reading Teachers Lounge are presenting about key ingredients for reading success. So it's just like you're going to get all these presentations about reading. You're going to get so many strategies that will help you. Like, you know, once you've made that commitment, you're feeling a bit more capable of doing this and you can grow that confidence. You're going to be coached on your mindset with it as well. And then also, if you teach more than just reading, there's so much more, too. We have sessions about science and STEM and um, more about mindset, like not just from me, but from lots of amazing coaches and mindset experts. And we just have such an incredible lineup. And we have both teachers and homeschool parents presenting. So you're going to get a really well-rounded education on how to do this. And there's the community aspect as well. So you'll get to connect with the presenters, you'll get to connect with each other. And did I even mention that Joe Dombrowski and Christina Kuzmich are our keynote speakers? Like, <laughs> either them, you pay more than the admission to come. So it's going to be such a great time. And we really hope to see you there. And you've got a special link that they should use if they're watching this video. Yes. Um, so you can grab your ticket. It is coming up on um, June 27th and 28th. The yeah. link is down below in the chat box, also in the description. Um, for those watching the replay, it is right there under the description. You can grab your ticket. Um, and let me tell you about when you release these keynote speakers, girl, when <laughs> I tell you, because I have been following her, I mean, I think when she, right before she had like a million subs on YouTube, this was like yeah. years ago. I've been following her for ages. I like, I interviewed her for my podcast and I'm like, is this happening? <laughs> like her, her, just her content, like the humor, like, cause you just can't go in there, go on her YouTube channel and watch one video. Like oh, you have oh, to no. watch a million. And when she was doing like all the Elf series, like over the, over Christmas, um, this was years ago now. <laughs> Um, it was super hilarious. So when I saw that you had her as a keynote speaker, I was like, oh, I'm sold. I am sold. Um, so your ticket, I mean, the link is right there. Grab your ticket. Um, like, I'm excited. I'm excited, one, because it's such um, like a well-rounded event. Like, yeah. literally, because like my audience, they're very well-rounded. I have homeschool. I have yeah. parents. I have um a lot of teachers, but there's one commonality between everybody, and that is that they have struggling readers, mm -hmm. um, because that's what we do here, yeah. we struggling readers. Um, and so just hearing like all, even the different reading, um, you know, sessions is really, really exciting, because um, I know mine is 
all about how to do it without overwhelm. <laughs> like, all right, all right, let's talk about shortcuts and ways to teach all five five contents and pillars of reading. Um, and so I love that. I'm excited to go to these sessions as well. Um, super excited. So once again, the dates are June 27th and 28th. Um, anything else you want to tell them about the event? What's going on behind the scenes? Oh, we are just having so much fun behind the scenes behind this event. We also, if you want to see kind of a sneak peek, we did just do a segment on our podcast, which you are a part of. And we have like little snippets of a bunch of the presenters, not all of them, sharing what they're sharing at the event. So if you want to go to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, you could share a link to like that as well, if you'd like. You can just link to it on the website. <laughs> um but with that, you can kind of get a sneak peek if you want. If you're like, I need to learn a little, I want a little sample first. That's a great way kind of behind the scenes. But honestly, you're just going to want to grab your ticket because it's going to be so much fun. It's only $19.99, which I have not seen any other teacher conference of this like level with the keynotes like this for that price. Like it's such a steal. And we've got the teacher track. We've got a parent track. And yeah, it's just we're, we're having fun. Also, the other behind the scenes thing that you won't even see on the sales page is we are opening the Facebook group on June 12th and the pre-party begins, which means lots of giveaways before the event even starts. Like you'll get to, we have ones where it's like follow, you know, the speakers on Instagram or whatever. And for each one you follow, you get an entry into a giveaway to win something awesome or whatever. And just got so many fun giveaways and kind of get to know yous before the event starts going to be a lot of fun. So I would recommend not waiting to grab your ticket because then you'll miss out on the fun pre-party and all those yeah. prices. So yes, pre-party and giveaways when well, you've heard yeah. it here, <laughs> get your ticket. Um, of course, like I would love for you to use the affiliate link in the chat box, but if not, hop on over to www.wifeteachermommy.com. Um, that is where you can find everything about um, Kelsey and her brand there. Thank you so much for coming on, um, telling us literally how to not only teach, but how to teach reading with confidence and yeah. also about the wonderful upcoming event. We cannot wait. I know a lot of, um, I've been talking about it to a lot of my, my clients and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to be there. We're coming. <laughs> I'm like, well, get your Take it, get yeah. it. Yeah, get it now because that pre-party. Yes. You wait until the last minute. A lot of people wait until the very last minute, but then it's like, well, then you miss the pre-party, which is yes. like fine. <laughs> I mean, it's still worth it, but like pre-party. It's like tailgate before like the game or the Taylor Swift concert or whatever it is is your thing, you know. <laughs> That's where all the fun stuff happens. Fun yeah, stuff happens. right. Where can they follow you on Instagram and any social media if they want to continue to get more from you? Yeah, it's just wife teacher mommy everywhere. So wife teacher mommy the podcast, wife teacher mommy on Instagram, on TikTok, on all all the things. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again. So glad to have you. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready to take the next step. Come grab your ticket to join me at Educate and Rejuvenate, the education event of the year on June 27th and 28th, 2023. This year, we have two incredible live keynotes, Joe Dombrowski, aka Mr. D, and best-selling author and video creator, Christina Kuzmich. We have over 60 incredible speakers speaking on topics such as math, language arts, reading, social-emotional learning, classroom management, homeschooling,
healing and tackling burnout. We start the day with a workout together each morning. We have panels with the presenters and you'll even get to join live life coaching with me and even raise your hand if you would like to be coached. Plus, we give away tons of prizes throughout the event too. It is the best PD you could ever attend. And all of this is happening from the comfort of your own home. It's just $19 for a ticket and past attendees have said that this is what finally lit a fire under them to enjoy teaching again and that it was well worth every penny. Go to educateandrejuvenate.com to learn more about the 2023 event. Or if you're listening to this later, that link will show you what's up next as we will continue to do events like this. I hope to see you at Educate and Rejuvenate.